the podcast is, is my main focus. And so I'm really just trying to build that. It's been kind of in the backseat right now because, like I said, I, I work at a church. This season has just been wild. And so um, it has taken a backseat. But I'm, you know, working on building this podcast and just creating Christ-centered content that anybody can consume. You are listening to Naked and Exposed, the podcast, season three, where we discover the power behind our voice, own our stories, and make it look good. I'm your host, Janae. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to this episode of Naked and Exposed, the podcast. I hope you are doing well. You're probably like, wait a minute, Janae, you don't release episodes on this date. You're absolutely correct. I have decided to bring some bonus content to you and to just sit down with individuals who are a part of my community near and far who may not have necessarily been a part of the showcase, but are showing up online, allowing God to get the glory out of their lives. So I have the opportunity and you guys have the opportunity to hear from Kevin Wilson today. Kevin, introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is Kevin Wilson. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Woo-hoo. I'm 23 years old, um, and yes. I am a social media Christian content creator. Social media Christian content creator. That was a lot. It, but it was awesome. First and foremost, you guys, you you are listening to us, so you don't get to see the Zoom video. I might drop some exclusive behind the scenes. But Kevin has on a shirt, a sweatshirt that says, Jesus died for you. Like, talk about going hard in the paint for the Lord, okay? Like, <laughs> Kevin, what inspired this sp- in, this specific slogan? Yeah, so I was, I was trying to think of something um, that I wanted to put on a shirt that was the gospel, but as short as possible, because mm-hmm. if it's a shirt, you don't have much time to read it. And you only have a certain, you know, people walking by you, you can only do it or read it so fast. And so I was just sitting here, you know, ask God, praying about it. And just asking Come on. In this very seat. Um, <laughs> you know, it just like, you know, inspired some ideas. So I just started writing stuff down and then Jesus died for you came to my head and like that's the gospel really in, in four words so John three yeah. sixteen. okay shout out to the Holy Spirit John three sixteen. that's it that's all it is wow it, like it is that simple I, I don't I think sometimes us as creatives one and then also believers like make this thing more complex than it has to be and one of the things that God has been showing me it's like what is that one thing that we say all the time make that a shirt yeah. Like make it a piece yeah. of content that is a part of the brand, knowing that we are the brand, like we are the vessels and through our lives, God gets to get the glory out of it. And so like you really inspire me, dude, like you challenge wow. me to show <laughs> up consistently, even the more so like what you do with your podcast. So you guys, Kevin has a podcast. Tell us about your podcast and how people can connect with you there. Yeah, so my podcast is actually called A Christian Podcast, which is always a funny <laughs> conversation because people are like, what's your podcast name? I'm like, it's A Christian Podcast. But like, what's the name? Like, it's, yeah. it's called A Christian Podcast with Kevin Wilson. And so yeah, you can check it out on all podcast streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, some other things on there. Uh, it's on Transistor. So um, this idea, it actually started sometime last year. And I was like, I had an original podcast. It was called Abundance. The podcast was about like entrepreneurship and stuff like that. Well, did, you, kinda, did you move forward with that idea? 
Like, was that an actual podcast or just an idea? The which one? Ab- the abundance. No, that was an actual podcast. So I did that okay. one when I was in college, right? <laughs> and I did it for maybe a year, maybe a year. Um, but really, I, I was what that came from was me being like being put on the podcast and like, yo, this is dope. And me being the person that I am is just like, I'm inspired by something. So let me just jump straight into it, right? And so I didn't do a whole lot of research. I didn't know how much it took to do a podcast. Yeah. But I bought some audio equipment, some <laughs> audio equipment from Amazon. And I started doing podcasts. So I would, you know, interview different people that were in Greensboro at the time because I was at UNCG. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I did it for a little while and it just kind of faded off because I realized my interest in it wasn't, you know, it wasn't equivalent to the work. It did, right. it did overpower the work that it took to get it done. <laughs> Listen. And yeah, I know you know the struggle. <laughs> so it faded away. Um, and I had a idea to do a Christian podcast because, you know, at that time I wasn't as strong in my faith as I am now. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was just more so about just entrepreneurship and things like that. But I said, you know, I want to do a podcast that kind of glorifies, not kind of, but glorifies God. And so I'm thinking about names and I asked you about a couple <laughs> of names I had. I was going to call it Abundance and kind of just redo it um, and make it a Christian podcast. But then the title of Christian podcast just came to my head and I was like, you know, this is straightforward and people would not be able to be confused about what it is. And right. So, um, yeah, so we just talk Listen. about different things on there. I have my friends come on and different people that I interview, and we just talk about different interesting topics within Christian culture. I'm over here looking for a pen to write down some things that are coming to my mind, but clearly I cannot find that. But uh, there good. are several nuggets that that jump out and it's this notion that you have to at least start something to know what you like or don't like. Like if you don't give your opportunity yourself the opportunity to just free fall into a thing or an idea you won't even get to that place of like yeah this ain't it uh i'd rather outsource and it's interesting because you do a lot of the audio engineering and this is the first time that i have outsourced my podcast editing and it has saved my time and it has saved my life okay because Uh i listen listen this no, if I don't have to edit no more audio, I will not edit any more audio. Okay. I need to get to that point. I need to get there, but I'm not there. I can't let it go yet. Listen, no, you, but it's a, it's a skill that, you know, the Lord has given you. Like it's yeah. something that you're able to show up in excellence with and a service that you can offer once you just figure out, you know, the right packaging to go right. in it. And the, Holy Spirit, please bring it back to me because this is why I need to write stuff down. Because the then I'll just be like, if I don't um, have a piece of paper or, or in the pen while I'm doing my podcast, my mind just goes in so many different places. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to, when I ask you this next question or jump into this next thought, definitely going to look for a pen. So don't be alarmed. Don't let me distract you. Um, and this is still going on the podcast, you guys. This is like the real rawness, this like the behind the scenes. Like <laughs> when you're. You Come on, this is what you get. Like I, I'm a firm believer of bringing people into the process of what does it look like to show up with God in the in between, where you're in between the Word and a couple of God's promises, and it's very valuable because you had said that you weren't really strong in your faith in the beginning when you started a thing, mm-hmm. and I would say the same thing for me. Like this podcast 
though it's the most consistent thing I've been able to commit to for like the last two and a half years, I did, I started YouTube like three, four years ago when I was in college, still struggling with anxiety. And I remember I spoke about anxiety, like, oh, like um, I preached from Matthew 6, where it says, don't be anxious about tomorrow for it has enough troubles in its own. And it was like, wait a minute, girl, you're not, you're not free from this. Like, how are you, how are you uh, trying to get me free from anxiety when you're still walking through it? And so can you just share about just your experience with your faith and the importance of, of, like the importance that you found with making sure that you were grounded in faith before you try to teach or lead from that place. Yeah. So I, just to give you a little backstory, I grew up in church. Um, You know, my dad worked at the church that we went to and he was also a minister. So I was always in church, always, always, always like, you know, serving and helping out or just being with him. And so, um, if I'm being honest, by the time I was in, you know, graduating high school, I was a little churched out, right? I kind of was like, ah, this is, I'm I'm over this, right? <laughs> so, you know, my freshman year, I, I remember I went to church like twice my whole freshman year. And so um, I, I was never like a, a bad kid or anything, but I just wasn't, you know, serious about my walk in Christ. And so fast forward to Sophomore year, I met some people, community at school, um, Guy Talking Girl Talk, which is this organization called The Conversation at UNCG. And just being around other believers that were also just cool and just real genuine down-to-earth people re-sparked, you know, my relationship with God. And so, you know, since then, there's been ups and downs. But, like, at that moment, that time in my life, that season, that's where like I got back serious about my relationship. Right. And so, you know, throughout that process, like I said, ups and downs, closer to God, not as close, but there was always this connection. And so I started to create content more. you doing YouTube and other things like that. Like I said, the podcast as well. And it wasn't necessarily Christian content. It was always clean. It was always good. And like, I was a Christian. So, you know, and some people would consider it Christian content, but it never was really Christian content until really halfway through my senior year. And I had my YouTube channel. At first, I was just doing vlogs, and I did, like, I think my first video was, like, a ring light review video. Like, I just was doing random stuff. I had no mission, no goal. YouTube was cool, so I wanted to do it. Um, And eventually, I kind of got the courage to just throw God in there, in there, right? It still wasn't like just outward, just Christian content. But, you know, I was throwing little nuggets in and eventually I would give like you know, different revelations that I would get and kind of make an example of it or something that, you know, people could relate to. And, you know, as, as I, I don't even realize when it happened, but one day I looked up and I was like, I'm a Christian content creator. Like, <laughs> and most of my stuff is like glorifying God at this point. And so, yeah, it was just this thing of, me submitting my ideas, my talents, my, you know, me and who I am and who God's created me to be to God and to make the content that he's called me to make. Listen, it's the courage for me. Okay. I don't even know where that slogan came from, but I, (laughs) it's the only one I'm willing to run in the ground. Like I won't, I don't like the words like vibes or energy or 
y'all, this is the only time you'll hear me saying that if I'm like talking against it, but yeah. it's the, like, it's the courage for me. Like, I don't know, but I like, I love it. Um, and I had to grow in my courage as well. I, one of the ways, it's cool. So let me slow down because I'm getting real height right now and I'll start to like sound like a speed racer. But connecting several of the points that we have talked about, you you stated how when you started a thing, it was one name. But as you began to grow and evolve, it morphed into another name, which mm-hmm. going from abundance to a Christian podcast. And I can relate with that because when I started on the internet trying to show up, back in yonder. I'm two years older than you, so not that much older than you. But I, when I started like blogging, if you must say, it was called Naked Scripts. Mm-hmm. And my brand now is called Naked and Exposed. And I didn't even make the connection until like I came across some old college documents. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Like they're, they're like freakishly similar, mm-hmm. but, but different. Like One was created in my own strength. The other was something that God gave me. And what's really cool about Naked and Exposed is that never, I never intended for it to be a brand. Like I never intended to, for it to be this thing. I just happened to be in like a Bible study, like talking to the Lord and he highlighted Hebrews 4.13 and I highlighted it and just went on about my business. And it wasn't until I had got back home after the Elevation experience where I was just like, hmm, naked and exposed. But it wasn't until two months after that, after I created a logo, that it's actually the last three letters of my first name. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not that, you know, I'm not that creative, but it speaks to the creativity of God. And it creates to the, speaks to the creativity of what God has planted inside of us that we have to at least start somewhere to get to that next level. And so just really encouraged on you not giving up this idea of using your voice or showing up online, like having the courage to show up. Like I said, it's the courage for me, because if we can dig into the courage, if we can dig into the tenacity, the fortitude to keep going forward, even when we realize like, hey, I don't I don't think I want to invest my entire life or time into this. But what in that did you enjoy that you can create like allow it to be refined and turn into this next thing because one of the things that um the other brand that I had was called a new root but yet my business is called creative roots and I'm not sitting down like oh I had a brand called a new root can I bring it into the future it literally just evolved and it was like oh creative roots like I can't use creative with the c so let me use it with a k and it you know just anywho sharing all of this to say like God is extremely intentional when it pertains to just what he's calling us to do and, and allowing us for those of you who are listening like just giving yourself grace to get it wrong but also encouraging you in this moment that if you can hold on to the courage after coming to know who God is as a father and allowing God to reveal to you truth, then you'll start to realize that some of the things that you thought were a waste of time or wasn't really wasn't successful actually was successful. You just had to allow yourself to go through this process of becoming. And let's see. The other point is uh, my supernatural transformation of coming to know Christ, uh, even the more so was college. It's something about college. You either lose yourself or you find <laughs> Jesus. Like it, one or the other. You know, like there's no, you know, in between. Um, 
So what are you currently doing now? Like what, what is it that the Lord is calling you to do in this season and how are you showing up in that? Yeah. So for, for work, I work at a church here in Charlotte called Nikhil Church. And so, and I'm over there video and everything like that and doing, you know, the online streaming during this season, which is a role that I've, you know, taken up during this COVID season because before we weren't doing streaming at all. And so um, that, that, you know, is where I spend a lot of the time during the week. But in my own creative efforts, the podcast is, is my main focus. And so I'm really just trying to build that. It's been kind of in the backseat right now because, like I said, I, I work at a church. This season has just been wild. And so um, it has taken a backseat. But I'm, you know, working on building this podcast and just creating Christ-centered content that, anybody can consume, right? Because Christians, and I'm talking about the the saints, you know what I'm saying? They they have enough content, right? You there's so much content for those that are seasoned and those that, you know, are really just intentional and like the people that are daily consuming this type of content. But I want my content for to be for anybody, somebody that's not saved, somebody that's kind of lukewarm or on the fence or just trying to get into it. They don't know. And I think those are the people that I'm called to reach. Um, I think that, you know, God has put me here to, to reach those people. And so that's my goal is to have those conversations. That's like, wow, I'm not the only person that's, you know, that, that does this or that does that or that struggles with this. And so, yeah, that's, that's the focus. Would you say, that you're called more to the prodigal sons? I would, that's, that's a good question. (laughs) I would say yes, in a way, because I relate to that of just like, you know, like I said, when I, I was growing up in church, I was like, I'm this, I'm over this. (laughs) I'm over this. So those people, and then also just those people that are gray, just in the, in that, middle of like I kind of save I don't even know if I'm really saved I just I subscribe to Christian to Christianity and the Christian you know ideas but like I don't know if I'm saved but I also like this worldly life and those are the people that I'm, I like I see and you know when those people interact with my content I just I, I feel like I feel satisfied because I I feel you and I see you and I like I know where you're at and you're just like this life is really nice but I I I do need to be saved and it's like you know I see you and so I just pray that you know those little nuggets of content just tug on our heart a little bit more. That's so good. I would say that I am called to the elder brothers. So the ones who have grown up in the church or have always had the protection and the provision or always had the material things, but there has been a lack of emotional support or perceived emotional support. And it's a interesting space to navigate because I definitely have friends who... So all I've known is the church. That That is the only language I have... I can speak like I don't know what it's like to not live without Christ in a sense, whether I met religion before I met relationship, like 
all I've known is this life of, oh, I believe in Jesus and I know that this is how I'm supposed to be living, but I may not necessarily be submitted to that in my actions and my attitude, but I'm the the spirit of fear is too heavy in my life to ha- at that time. Let me be very clear and not put myself back into some bondage with what I'm saying, trying to mm-hmm. prove a point. I'm free from the spirit of fear by God's grace. However, mm-hmm. the enemy had used fear growing up. So I didn't do a lot of stuff that we would see as like fun or worldly because I was afraid, like mm-hmm. what would happen? Like what, what would, I, you know, so it's very interesting just to see it. Like I have friends, like I have friends who didn't grow up in the church who are now believers and they have that relatability with the world that I just mm-hmm. don't, I don't have. However, I think that speaks to the the uniqueness and the individual, the individuality of how God has called us because we're different parts, but the same spirit. Like mm-hmm. I may be a foot, you may be an eye or, you know, vice versa. I don't right. know. Some people want to be a foot and not be an eye. So, um, <laughs> But it's so fascinating, like even navigating this this space. For me, I used to be very concerned that I would be canceled if I spoke about Jesus in a worldly setting. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I go and like, how do I stand from this stage and share my testimony without saying Jesus? Because I don't want to offend anybody. However, comma, if you... If people can talk about rock crystals and and levitation and meditation, oh, y'all just opened up the door for me to testify about my Jesus, okay? Has that been like a challenge for you? Like like how how have you navigated this space of bringing Jesus into everything you do without, you know, shoving Jesus down people's throats, but also not not saying Jesus cuz you don't want to offend anybody or Because toxic Christianity or misconception Christianity says like, oh, don't always talk about Jesus, but I don't know how to separate the two. (laughs) Yeah. So yes and no. It's weird because not even weird. It's just like I'm realizing now in this season that God has just given me an ability to relate to both worlds. Like I said, I grew up in church, so I can talk church. I can get with you. You know, I, I I'm with you. We can do all the church stuff and talk all that, and I'm I'm good. But I also I'm realizing I have ability to connect with the world in this way that is beyond my own understanding. That people that I know and like follow, and I'm like, wait a second, you why you're engaging with my content? Like, cool, like you, I see your story, you wilding, but like you're 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 engaging with this content, and I, I love that because. It just lets me know that, um, you know, I do have the ability to relate with the Christians and also relate to the person that's not saved or, you know, doesn't want to be, doesn't want to know God. And so, yeah, to answer your question, I I do struggle sometimes with like, ah, I don't want to be too like Jesus, 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 because there's a, there's a point where you can turn people off and there's a sweet spot of proclaiming Christ and being proud and being um, just not, you know, backing down and not catering all to, like all the way to the world. Right. But on the other end, you can do nothing and say nothing. You know what I'm saying? And so you have to find that middle ground of I am a Christian. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. I teach and I talk about Jesus Christ and what he's done for me. 
But at the same time, like, let me figure out how to do that in a way. And so I use examples a lot in different um, metaphors or things like that. And I've realized that has helped me because it's not, you know, it's like how Jesus taught. He would use stories. It's he's telling you, but it's like, it's not just so thou art, you know, it's just, we don't, people don't want to hear that stuff. And so, Examples. I can't get with the King James yeah. version of the Bible. It's really <laughs> difficult for me. Yeah, but I feel like some people speak in King James, like, <laughs> um, and so yeah. I, th- I think I think that has really just helped me being able to find that middle ground for sure. That's really good. Perspective is everything, and it's fascinating how two people can be raised in the same home, but their experiences completely different because of their perspectives, what they have compartmentalized, like what they have internalized. Like it, it's so fascinating. And I would say like, once the Lord really started to deal with my perspective, like things just started to look different and where I would be afraid to bring Jesus into the mix. For me, I don't, I don't know how to do it, but once I surrendered, like, okay, God, I'm just a vessel, like use me as you see fit. He's given me language to adapt and adjust with people who may not believe in Jesus or who may have quote unquote church hurt, which is really just people hurt um, because hurt people hurt people. But for me, it's, it's like this constant, it's constant like learning and growing. Like in this moment, because the Lord may be showing me something about an individual it's like, do I respond how I normally would or will I will I give grace? Because I already know what they're struggling with and I already know what they're dealing with. It's as simple as, should I send this laughing emoji or should I send a heart? Like, right. it, it's like, yep. it's so in the details and yep. it's just, man. I, I Yeah, I, and, I've, <laughs> and, and I've wrestled with that and there's times where I, can admit that I've catered too much to the world in not saying all that I could have or in just leaving out certain things that may have offended people because, I mean, it is the truth at the end of the day, but it's like, I'm so sensitive and I like, I never want to, I never want to discourage anybody from Christianity, but on the flip side, what that does is it doesn't show people the real side of Christianity and so it's just a, a constant um, thing that you have to deal with as a Christian content creator and just pray through and, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to help you with this. Like, how can I tell the truth? How can I love people and do all of these things, spread the gospel without offending people and without not spreading the entirety of the gospel and I think at the end of the day, what I, what you, you said, that hurt people hurt people. And at the end of the day, people are already hurt, right? We're all broken in some way. And so I can only spare your feelings or spare me not trying to hurt anybody's feelings or offend anybody so much. Because at the end of the day, I can tell the gospel to 20 people the same way somebody's going to be offended. Right. Nineteen of them could have loved it and like could literally give their life to Christ because of the way that I shared the gospel. But that one person could be offended. And so. Naturally, I would say I don't want to offend anybody. 
right? And so I wouldn't tell the story. But it's like, if I can save 19 and one is offended, this person, you know, it's like you have to kind of deal with that and pray through that and just see what the Lord leads you to do. Come on, you got to count the cost. Like, you you have to count the cost. Like, is it is me not speaking up in a moment of not wanting to offend somebody worth the lives that I can have right. this opportunity to partner with God to save? Like, it, and we can look at that biblically, like Judas, like he... God knew and still treated him as he was the 12, still showed up for him, still That's served him. That, that, that. What? <laughs> he knew. He knew he and knew. still didn't treat him different, didn't ostracize him, didn't humiliate him. Like, think about all the times like we found out and I could, or me, let me just talk about me. Like there have been times where I found out information about somebody wanting to do harm or wanting to humiliate me. And what do I do? I try to beat them at their own game. Mm -hmm. But Jesus knew to the point that this person was going to be the main connector in his death. Wait a minute. Like, Like, that hits different. Still still treating him like the rest. Still treating him like the rest. And the the part that always gets me is... God didn't kill Judas. Judas killed himself. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me if Judas would have repented, God would have forgiven him too. Like I I I can't even remember who kind of pointed that out to me, but it was almost just like, wait a minute, like Judas killed himself. God didn't kill him. Like, and God is a God. God is the God of redemption. Like He's the God of repentance, repenting and turning away from the 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 negative or the evilness that is associated with that sin, which is considered disobedience. Like if Judas would have repented, like what was the difference between Saul and David, a repentive heart. And if mm. you look at the, if you look at uh, second, first and second Samuel, especially when Saul is rising to power and in his disobedience, God gave him more than one time to repent. Yeah, he he chose not to. Yeah. And I, I just look at, I'm starting to just look at life through this lens of like, God is not this God that's out here to just, oh, you go to hell, you go to hell, everybody go to hell because you're not being obedient. Like, that's not his nature and that's not his heart. It's not his desire that any of us shall perish and perish, meaning the lack of knowing him for who he is mm-hmm. as a father, knowing him for who he is as the Holy Spirit, knowing knowing him for who he is as uh, Jesus Christ. Like it's this notion that it's not God's desire. Like hell was never created for us, mm-hmm. but because of unbelief, because of doubt, because of sin, because of being unwilling to submit and surrender to the who he is that happens unfortunately mm-hmm. and it's it hits different when you sit and reflect yeah. on Judas and realize like God was able to treat him no different than those closest to him and would have still forgiven him had he repented and not taken matters into his own hands. You're probably like, girl, where is that in the Bible? Listen, whenever we talk biblical, like I need y'all to go and study the word to test yourselves approved. Like the whole point here is to encourage you guys to want to grow deeper in God, to want to show up with God, to want to seek God in your current situation and, and allow him to walk with you alongside of it. One of the things that is very important 
as we grow in our faith is no matter what we have gone through and no matter what we go through, that we do not let go of God in the process. It doesn't matter if you have backslidden. It doesn't matter if you've made mistakes that you feel like are irreconcilable. Like, that's not true. Like, Mm -hmm. God, as long as you have breath in your body and a posture of heart that is willing to repent and to acknowledge anything that you have done or asking God to show you what you don't even know you did, he will. And as long as you don't let go of him, like you will see the transformative nature and power of, of the Lord. I just had to throw that in there. Um, but it's, yeah, go ahead. Like, I just got to share this because my pastor <laughs> shared it and it changed my perspective on, on hell, which changed my perspective on God. And he said that hell is not a place that God sends people because he's angry with them or because he's upset. And I was like, okay, I'll follow you. And then he says, hell is a place that people go because they choose to pay for their own sins. And I was like, what? And when he broke it down, he's like, Jesus already paid the price, right? Jesus paid the bill. And so he was like, that would be like you going to a restaurant, somebody paying for your bill, but then you decide to pay for it yourself, right? Because he's already decided to do that for us. And so that really changed my perspective because, you know, we have this idea, it's like people get sent here because, you know, God's that his wrath. It's like, no, he, he loved us enough to give us a way out of it. And so, yeah, when you said that, I just, I'm sorry, that took me there. No, you're taking me there. Like he, he loved us enough to give us a way out of, and it's also like, how do we view God? And knowing that the stuff that we are perceptions and the way we view life is based in, in, is shaped by how we have, what we have experienced, our environments, our upbringing. And if you were constantly punished for something negative or something that was minor, you start to see God as this God of, oh, if I make this wrong mistake, that's it. My future, my my destiny is forfeited. And that is actually something, full transparency moment. That is definitely something that I am currently walking through within my community is, is really not allowing myself to see God as this God of, if I make one wrong mistake, like that's it. And it's not as easy as it sounds, (laughs) but sharing it in this space, I I pray that by bringing you guys a little bit closer into my own journey, that you're able to reflect and kind of see areas within your own self that you may see God as what, like something that he's not. Like if God is in his word says that he's loving, he's patient, he's long suffering, like he's merciful, he's gracious, like he is. Now, don't get me wrong. He is still the God of the Old Testament. Okay. Like he, like Israel wandered for 40 years because of their disobedience around complaining and nagging. Like David, even in his repented heart, still lost his son. Yeah. From the adultery, like yeah. God is like, there's still consequences to some of the actions that we make, but it's not always about the punishment. It's not about the condemnation. It's about, are we growing closer to God? And are we looking more like him, even in our mistakes, when we recognize that it is a mistake. And even if we make a decision that may not be in alignment with him, it's this notion like, God knows where you are, okay? Like, he he knows where we are. He knows where we are in our process. And one of the things, Kevin, for me that has been really freeing and it has been around this reality that 
like Moses didn't make it into the promised land on earth, but he still made it into heaven. Right. And it's like Moses is like if we compare because that's what I was doing was comparing like my decisions with Moses's decisions. But Moses had a history with God. A lot of us desire to get to like he tangibly saw God with his own two eyes. Mm -hmm. And it was years of intimacy and processing and being basically interceding for a nation like he has that much uh experience with God that he could say, yo, God, you don't, you don't really want to, you don't really want to wipe the people out and God be like, you're right. You're right. right. I really, I don't, you're right. Let's just keep moving forward. Like I love my children though. They are denying me in a moment. And it's like when Moses hit, cause I would ask God, like God, like Moses knew you and his consequence was severe, but it was because of how much time and history they had together. But let's be very clear. Uh, if you go and read the encounter of the Mount of Transfiguration in the gospel, Moses and Elijah were standing next to Jesus when he was showing the three disciples in that moment, another space of him. So that right there lets me know that Moses made it in. I mean, right. he, he made it in and it's like how much more can we free ourselves from this notion of like, we have to figure it out right now, or we have to get it right. Or it's the end all be all. Like it's not like, as long as we have breath in our body, we have an opportunity to seek God, to seek first the kingdom and righteousness, knowing all the things we need will be added onto us. And God will begin to uproot the things that cannot go into our future. And when we try to take it into our own hands, we uh, make a bigger mess, AKA mm -hmm. as Judas. <laughs> Right, yeah, that no, that's really good. That, that was good. Sir, sometimes I just be like, okay, Jesus, like, help me, help me. And again, you guys, if this is not resonating with y'all, or y'all hear some something that's off with my theology, please go and read the Bible for yourself. Get planted in a community and a church that is invested in accurately dividing the word of truth so that we are walking in the right direction of of where the Lord is calling us as a, as a body, as a whole. And so th the last thing I kind of wanted to point out or kind of talk about, if I don't forget it real quick, because the Lord be having my brain go bloop, 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 bloop in the middle of talking, hey. which it kind of just went away. So I'm going to leave it right there, but I have a couple questions that I'm going to ask you that I had been asking my um, guests who have been on the show. And it comes from the, we're not really strangers. I just really go down their timeline and see a card that I like. And, have you answer it in the most rawest form. Mm -hmm. So the question is going to be two. The first one says, what are you proudest of yourself for saying no to recently? Mm. That's a great question. Proudest of saying no to, um, that would probably be, probably be just work, like certain things. And so like creating boundaries um, I, I have a tendency to just like do like if I'm asked to do something, it's like sure I figure out a way. Like I gotta stay up to two o'clock, might as well stay up to three a.m. Like that's just the you know that's just in me. But, uh, but you know to a certain extent, it's, it's unhealthy because it's like you gotta you gotta say no to stuff. You have to say you have to set boundaries. And so like for me in this season, just being able to say no, we can't do this because time is not there or because it was it would just be unhealthy for me to, to get this done even though i'm probably physically able to but just 
in this season of just learning where I can, you know, say like, sorry, we, I can't do this or I can't do that. It's, yeah. That's really good. The next question is, how would you, how would you describe your relationship with yourself in one word? Myself in one word? Growing. So simple. <laughs> Growing. Do you, want me to, do you want me to? Yeah, go ahead. I was like, I know you said one word. I know you want me to. Yeah, one word and then give us an explanation. Yeah, growing, just figuring out who I am in Christ and where I am in this space and this time. That's so good. Figure out how do I elevate to the next point because, I mean, we all get to a place where we're okay. Like we could function like that probably forever if we want to, but I want to grow. I want to get better and. and do more for the kingdom, do more, even just in the natural, like, you know, we always say in the kingdom, but like, even just in the natural, like, I think we deserve to do great things and to go places and see the world and, you know, live life. And so just growing, that's, yeah, that's the word. That's so good. I, the title of this was going to be showing up with God in consistency, but I think it's actually showing up with God through evolving and becoming It just seems to be more fitting. Like our conversation today has kind of just been more around how we may not have it all figured out right now, but it's been this ebb and flow of, okay, it didn't work today, but what might work tomorrow? And to kind of give you guys a quick run back of what we discussed today, just in case you're like, okay, Janae, what were the points? Well, so... The biggest takeaway from today is it's the courage for me, okay? It's showing up with courage, showing up with consistency. In showing up in courage and consistency, it creates a balance, like looking for the balance, looking for the rest, resting in God. If you read Hebrews 4, Hebrews 4 is discussing the rest. Like how do we rest in the knowing of who we are because of who God is and operate and create from that place of rest? Instead of a place of complaining like the children of Israel, if you want to read the story of Exodus to to show the difference between a people not resting and a people resting based off of Hebrews 4. And then all in all, like we have to be authentic to who we are. It's in the authenticity that our creativity can go as far as it needs to go for God to get the glory out of our lives for the story that he wrote. And it all comes down to the posture of our heart, making sure that whatever we do is from a pure place and from a place of having God glorified. And so, Kevin, I appreciate you being on today's podcast. I know it was such a spur of the moment, you guys. Uh, Last night, or when y'all hear this, it won't be last night, but just know the podcast was recorded a day after we had like exchanged conversation via message. And I was just like, yo, I'm feeling the momentum. Let's hop on, you know, and kind of get this thing out the way while the spirit is really heavy and whatever it is that God wanted to create from that moment. So Kevin, let the people know how they can connect with you. Yes. So on Instagram, I'm at underscore normally different underscore like I said, I have a podcast called A Christian Podcast with Kevin Wilson. You can catch that anywhere you can get your, your podcast. And then also I'm on YouTube at The Norm Diff Experience. So that's the N-O-R-M-D-I-F-F Experience. Go ahead and follow your boy. Until then, holler at us next time. Bye.
I thank you guys for listening to today's episode. And I'm hoping that you have a journal, that you've taken some notes, that you reflect and process through some of the things that we discussed today on how you can show up with God. I would love to stay connected with you. You can follow me at underscore Janae Carly on Instagram or just visit my website, JanaeCarly.com. Holla. Holla.